welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Kale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the first chapter. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit, and her husband Joseph being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated and even more, please be at ease. Be very at ease this morning, for it is the close of a season of Advent and we are on the very cusp of the celebration of the birth of a Savior. And I observe as we spend this time together that in some respects the Thanksgiving holiday seems to have been but just days ago, and yet a whole host of seasonal happenings and programs have come and gone since then. In many homes, and indeed, as you look around, the very church itself has been adorned with decorations and with flowers that proclaim something special is at hand, at the very door. As I prepared these thoughts, the high school brass and some other friends were sitting right here, where they will be Christmas Eve, practicing just beyond my door. And as you can tell by the sunshine and abundance, those with traveling plans this year have been greeted with favorable Christmas forecasts. Even though the absence of snow, I'm certain, leaves some a bit glum. Gifts are, by this point, I suspect, mostly bought, and some even wrapped. Schools are now in recess, leaving children underfoot and anxiously awaiting the big day. And still, 
Let us not miss the message, the gift of this fourth Sunday of Advent. For it has a message worthy of hearing. It is a message of anticipation verging upon its very fulfillment. The message is, behold, behold. And as I explained last week to our preschoolers when they gather together, behold is a word we don't hear much anymore, but it's a good word. And it is to look upon something in wonder, where words alone are never sufficient. And for the children, I could but liken it to the first time their mothers got to look upon their newborn faces or in our 21st century of technology, when the 3D image of an ultrasound was handed to a blind expectant mother and she was able to feel her baby's face. Behold, a fit analogy as we anticipate the holy birth of Christmas. Advent 2019 quickly, it seems, turn, turned us from its forward look and the anticipation of Christ's return with the words watch and prepare to a more nostalgic backward glance. Rejoice and now behold. We take up Advent's final theme through the eyes of Matthew's gospel, through the eyes of St. Matthew and Matthew's abiding commitment to explain to his Jewish Christian audience how it was that Jesus of Nazareth fulfilled the Hebrew prophecies and was foretold in their scriptures how it was Jesus is indeed the Messiah. Now, nowhere is prophetic vision more challenging to our postmodern ears than in the prophet's words that begin, Behold. While Matthew addresses Joseph in the text for today and his role in today's uh, gospel lesson, quite, quite important, I think the central focus remains, and is rightly, upon Mary and the words, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And so, we must begin with Isaiah, with the prophet, writing now almost 3,000 years ago. Isaiah's people, like those of Jesus' day after him, labored under the harsh governance of rulers who did not know the God of the Bible. Isaiah lived when many of God's children had drifted and had wandered away and indeed adopted the ways of the pagans and the godless around them for then as now life is just easier that way opportunity was seen more desirable than sacrifice and I ask you does that sound familiar but true to his prophetic calling Isaiah pierced such falsehood and saw beyond life's momentary circumstantial illusions. As a prophet, you see, Isaiah shared God's vision of what was and what is and what might yet be. Isaiah knew that 
through every calamity and every reversal of human fortunes, there would always remain a faithful remnant of God's people. Those precious few. You, precious few. People who would neither yield nor succumb to what Isaiah saw in such ready abundance around him. Isaiah foresaw a God-centered way of living, a kingdom, if you will. Isaiah saw a true alternative to the world's false but so appealing enticements. Isaiah also knew that the reward for pursuing such a vision would be long in coming and that day before it come involve suffering and self-denial. Isaiah even went so far as to believe that the sovereignty of God would be attested to along the way by amazing, remarkable signs, wonders, evidence. So it was. 750 years after Isaiah, 20 centuries ago from our perspective, the most amazing and most remarkable of impossibilities came to pass. Two worlds converged, not by accident, but by the definite foreknowledge of the Father and will of the Father among God's people, you see. At that moment in time, among the faithful remnant, there was a child. There was a child. A Hebrew girl of marriageable age, meaning only 12 or 13. But a child nonetheless of remarkable faith. And her name, you know it, we know it simply as Mary. And found buried deep within Isaiah's words, his prophecies. There lied the Lord's own testimony awaiting this child of destiny. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now we must turn to Luke. We must turn to Luke, for while Matthew has revealed the prophecy, it will be Luke who gives magnificent voice to that young woman of today's great behold. Upon visiting Elizabeth, a young Mary with child sang out, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And so it is, Luke wrote. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph 
of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, Mary was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, let it be unto me according to thy word. Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. With those few words began the greatest story ever told. Truly born of innocence, a life begun in a manger, attested to by shepherds, Mary's child would grow up to give voice to God's greatest promises. Mary's little one would speak in terms of love to a grotesquely cruel world. The man of whom the church will soon sing would indeed suffer much, just as Isaiah foresaw. Jesus was the suffering servant. But to those who believed in him has been given, granted, and proven through the ages a peace that passes understanding. And so, and therefore, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, let us both rejoice and behold he who is at the very door he who is to come. Let us join with Matthew and Luke, shepherds and wise men, animals and angels, to declare God is with us, Emmanuel. Let us therefore celebrate our Christmas this 2019. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this production of the First Lutheran Church. We welcome you to visit us in person at 512 Kale Avenue. You can also find us on Facebook at First Lutheran Church, Miles City, Montana, and email us at flc at midrivers.com.